when I think about my own sex drive and kind of the, I kind of want to use the word evolution of my sex drive. It, it's highly tied to my emotions. And that might be a good or bad thing. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but when I'm sad or I'm like super emotional, I be wanting to fuck like real bad, like real, real bad. And I know that that probably sounds bad because it's like I'm not processing the actual emotion that I feel because I'm deflecting from it. I don't want to feel that emotion. I want to fuck. I want to feel something else. And using sex in that way where it's like I'm using it to cope with whatever I'm going through. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy. And that's why Terry is always talking about like I'm a fucking sex addict. And even though I don't identify as a sex addict, I definitely can see where it's like addiction adjacent. Um, <laughs> so I'm, today's episode is going to be about me unpacking my sex drive and my sexual expression as it relates to my emotions and the way I process things. So that's what today's episode is about. So y'all know how I feel about sex. It is a philosophy for me. It's a way of life. It's performative. It's theatrical. Um, I would go as far as to say it's a, a spiritual way of being when it comes to sex, right? When you get into tantric sex and exchanges of energy, that really gets into the spirituality of sex. So it is it it depends on your energy a lot, right? So because good sexual experiences depend on your energy, it also kind of makes sense that your energy might also be affected by the act of sex, right? It's like a cycle where one kind of depends on the other. And again, I know that I probably shouldn't use sex or, you know, whether it be with a partner or solo play, like I'll masturbate. If I'm super stressed, I'm like, yeah, I need to have an orgasm. I need to have some sort of release. Right. Um, and it's because I know about the the after effect of what's going to happen when I have this orgasm. Right. I'm going to experience, you know varying levels of serotonin and oxytocin. I'm going to be happy after I have an orgasm, like literally. And knowing that and wanting to experience that when I'm experiencing something that is the opposite of that, right? So when I'm super sad and I'm like, I kind of just need some sex, like I need to kind of get away from this feeling that I have right now. And... Again, I am not telling y'all by any means that this is healthy, but I am saying that I do it because I know, I know that I'm going to feel better after. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to experience so much release after this orgasm, whether it be, again, like me calling the person that I'm having sex with and saying like, I really need some dick, like real bad, or I really want to suck your dick because 
I've talked about this on Provocative before. Like, there's some really good nutrients in semen. It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm going to keep fucking you. Because I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit is... Like, <laughs> the fucking seminal content has serotonin and oxytocin in it so and it has melatonin so i'm gonna probably take a good nap after i suck your dick because i'm happy and i'm sleepy now (laughs) so it kind of i guess it gets into how i'm using sex to cope with what i got going on because i rationalize why i need sex because it has all of these happy benefits. Like, I don't want to feel sadness. I want to be happy. I don't want to be angry. I want to be happy. Like, the quickest way for me not to be angry no more is for me to fuck. Like, now I'm not angry no more. I feel happy. I'm not sad anymore. I feel happy. <laughs> um, And not me on this fucking episode sound like a sex addict and, you know, telling you guys, like. <laughs> you are a sex addict. I'm a sex addict. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna tune in, but I'm <laughs> not trying to. Say, you are a sex addict, Jody, for sure. Um, I don't accept that. Like, and here's the thing: I don't accept it because I feel like I don't fuck enough for me to be a sex addict. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a really high sex drive. I don't have sex nearly as much as I be wanting to. Like, maybe. As often as I think about sex and I be wanting to have sex, I only do it like 25% of the time. Hmm. That doesn't make you an addict? I'm not saying that it doesn't make me an addict. I'm saying I don't accept that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I'm finna say like, wait, what? It doesn't matter what you do. I only do a little bit of crack. (laughs) You a little crackhead. <laughs> My baby crackhead. <laughs> Infidel. I'm just a little addicted. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> baby addiction. I don't know. Like, but at the same time, it's like I don't really have any other coping mechanisms. Like, I don't have to have a drink when Facts. I'm, you know, I'm a feeling away. Stressed out. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I've never smoked a square. Like life has never been that rough for me. Like it's been pretty fucked up and it's beat me, but not enough to where I would smoke a black or a fucking cigarette. Like, no. Um, but I do sometimes be like, I need a I need some weed. For sure. So, but also I definitely I look I view weed and sex kind of like the same. Yeah, the same. Like Just the release. Because when I'm high, I get super in tune with my body. That's actually why I love high sex so much. Like 
Because it's like, boom, combining my two favorite things together. Like, not my favorite things, but two of my favorite things. Like, yeah, like everything is, yes, everything is hypersensitive. I'm over like. The weed make everything sensitive and that's like. Yeah. And the extremist in me likes that. So because I be wanting things to feel super intense and super passionate that's why i think you know the kinks that i have is because like i like the 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 power dynamics of it but i definitely think that weed and sex in my life are damn near like if i got those two things (laughs) if i got weed and sex a lot of stuff I don't like. I won't care about it. Like I genuinely don't care about it. Um, there's nothing that anyone can do to make me care about it because I got two things that make me happy. Like I'm gonna be good with just weed and sex. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I think people would probably, you know, label me as having an addiction but I don't think I'm addicted to weed and I don't think I'm addicted to sex I think I just indulge in it because so do you think having a high sex drive is a bad thing um from my perspective I don't think that but that's also me probably being selfish because the person that I'm fucking is probably like I'm sick of this bitch (laughs) like why does she want to fuck all the time I don't, I don't want it to be a bad thing, but again, that's like me not being able to detach myself from the fact that I know I have a really high sex drive, especially when I really like fucking a particular person. Like every time I look at them, I'm like, oh my God, pull that dick out. <laughs> um, But I don't always feel like that with people either. So it really takes someone that I'm connected to in that respect because i have to be super comfortable with you to even want to fuck you all the time like to be able to vocalize like yeah pull that dick out like it's it's easy for me to say this shit on a podcast because nobody's kind of like no i'm not going to but (laughs) i also know me and i know that i have to have a certain level of comfort with someone to give them the entire Jody experience and show them who I am, like in all aspects, especially sexually. Cause motherfuckers be judging. Motherfuckers be super judgy. And I'll get time for a motherfucker be like, oh, this bitch crazy. She just wanna fucking suck all the time. And do. And do. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And also, I don't want to make it seem like I care about someone judging me because I don't. I don't. I'm going to be who I am. The right people will get it. The right people will understand. The right people will appreciate that about me, that I just have a really high sex drive. I have a big sexual appetite. And, you know, I might want to masturbate immediately after we have sex. But I'll be fine. I'm just super horny. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. Um, But 
I do want to point out, like, some of the, like, hormones that occur, like, before, during, and after sex. The energy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So do you think the high sex drive is good? Because... Probably not because like sex, the exchange, sex, yeah, of, it's like that's your like that's, one of the neurotransmitters of sex is dopamine. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the that's why people get addicted to sex sure. because it releases dopamine and dopamine kind of lit. Like, <laughs> not kind of, as we can see by the population, you see dopamine lit in China. We can't even have no dopamine over there. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, but it's not the only hormone that's released either, and that's why it's, like, it changes, like, it's a difference between, like, you know, certain women, certain men, um, your kind of DNA, because vasopressin is another hormone that's released, and vasopressin is the, um, it's the monogamy hormone, so it's, like, after you have sex with somebody, you, like. It make you want to be with them. Yeah, like, you're mine. Terrible hormone. Yeah, like oh, the gag is vasopressin is me. mostly present in men. That's terrible. You emotional ass niggas. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, no. all right, cool. You just had sex with a chicken. It's like you my bitch now. I mean, but I could understand that just from like the beginning of time, like mm-hmm. the the male dominance thing with everything, because it was like that's why. Back to theory, like that's why niggas wanted to get married because it was like nigga and five. Who baby is this? Yeah, on phone now. <laughs> I've been nothing to you, bitch. You mine. Come on, man. Man, I'm not finna play with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, man. Not? You know, so I can see that being yeah. being yeah. most dominant in niggas. Cause like I say, and the shit that be and it be so crazy because even though women like the lovers and the niggas be the providers and the protectors, but as a man, one thing that I can say is like it's nothing like the true love of a man. Like even as a woman, to that's what they want a man to love them because the actual love of that shit is unconditional. Like mm-hmm. even when, once a man decides to be your man and to take care of you or whatever the case may be, or feed your needs or what, what whatever it may be. Once he takes that responsibility on, it's nothing like that shit. For yeah, and, and women love that shit. Kids love that. That's why the kids, damn, they, you be like, damn, they did. He don't do shit for them. Why the fuck he love them? Why the fuck the kids love? It's, it's that love of, like, that shit is just unconditional. So, like I say, it's, I don't know, fo. That, that, I can see that being a dominant thing coming from niggas. Because niggas love. We try to hide it because we supposed to, but. And y'all not so, well, I'm, you've been socially conditioned to do so so society has said and the ones that we supposed to love though let's just keep it real we gonna we gonna we we gonna we gonna keep it real if we gonna you know that that's who we've been so societally you know by the ones we supposed to love y'all you know the black the women the you know we can't love y'all without being sassy. We can't express. Okay, I just made like seven faces. I seen them. I don't agree. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I don't agree. I think it's a combination of. So here's this. This is my thoughts, and you know, I'm not saying that what you're saying is untrue. I'm saying that I, I have a different perspective from where I sit. Right? We just have two different perspectives. Um. 
patriarchy does not benefit men. Patriarchy has created this dichotomy between men and women that says women should act like this and men should act like that. But it was to the detriment of men because it forced y'all to be in this hyper masculine, completely opposite view from Mm -hmm. what women are. As opposed to saying like, all right, cool, we're probably a little closer on the spectrum than we want to admit, but we don't want to be seen as equal. So no, men are over here and women are over here. Men act like this and women act like that. And I think that kind of, you know, now men are forced to, well, you said this is what a man is, so now y'all got to stand on that. So then as women, we like, all right, well, you know, this y'all said y'all like this and we like this. And y'all over here like, well, if y'all like this and we like this. And it's like, it just, it created like a kind of snowball effect. But that's absolutely right. That's that's how I I see it. Um, I will say that I hope at least what I've seen from the type of men that I've surrounded myself with. But it also gets a little shaky. I think men are being a little bit more honest with how they feel. And I encourage them to do that. And I think they should. And I think even, you know, me and that's this is coming from someone who has trust issues, who doesn't like to open up like I like to keep my emotions under wraps. That's why when I'm emotional, I want to fuck. I want to deal with my emotions. I don't want to process them so I can understand someone. not put me to sleep. Yeah. Like put me to come knock the back of my shit down so I can take an amazing fucking Eight hours. So I'm not slumber. trying to think about nothing. Put me to sleep for eight hours. But I understand not wanting to tap into that vulnerability. But what I've learned, even through putting myself out here on this platform on provocative, there's power in vulnerability. And you and Terry said this quote to me a couple days ago. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote him, but I'm going to try my best to get the point across. And the point is if you are not honest, you cheat yourself out of basically the best life you could possibly have. You cheat yourself out of your potential. So for example, I look at myself and my past sex life and how I was not satisfied sexually, like teen years into my twenties. Like anybody that's a veteran listener of provocative, I talked about my early sexual experiences in season one and I was not, I was just doing something. I was doing sex as a chore. It was not for me. But then once I was honest about that, I started having the best sex of my life. And it's because I took ownership of my sexual experience. I figured out what it was that I liked. And then I figured out how I could have sex with, you know, the person of my choice in a way that was for me and not, oh, nice knowing you. Here's some pussy. Like, <laughs> um, I'm cool with whatever the outcome is. Whether we decide to date, we decide to stop fucking around, whatever the outcome is after sex, I'm cool with it because now I do it for me. And I don't feel like my time will be wasted because I've taken ownership of my sexuality. So for me, even knowing that, that has impacted, you know, my sex drive as well to some extent because... Even though I have a high sex drive, I also don't like to exchange energy with a lot of different people. Like it takes me a while to warm up and to, you know, be comfortable. And that's going to a while, air quotes, a while is going to look different because a while 
may not be a whole while for real. Like maybe a little while or maybe a big while, but about the wild depends on you it, it depends on you and what's the energy what's the chemistry between us because there are people where it's like oh no i really feel connected to you i feel connected to your energy i like it here i'm gonna give you some pussy but i might feel differently about somebody else because the energy just isn't there it might take longer to develop or it might not develop ever but when I like the energy that I have with someone, I do be wanting to fuck them like a lot and often because now it's like, no, when we're fucking and I'm feeling these different hormones, like I, I'm on this dopamine high. I have oxytocin, serotonin. You finna nut in my mouth and then it's going to be melatonin type shit. Like <laughs> I feel all these different things and I want to keep feeling those. Like, am I wrong for not wanting to feel good like what the fuck <laughs> you're not <laughs> so yeah um terry has told me multiple times i'm a sex addict on this episode you told me i'm a sex addict too real uh yeah it's been confirmed honestly if love and sex is wrong i don't want to be right <laughs> I don't think nobody does though. Yeah. Like I say, for that that energy, them 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 chemicals release different. Niggas don't know that. Yeah. You don't be know why you addicted to sex. Why you can't why you can't leave that little bitch alone. Or why you can't leave that nigga alone. You know why. <laughs> you know you don't want to admit it because niggas be so it be, it's a cliche to be like, oh yeah, I'm. I don't want to leave them because they got good dick or they got good pussy. It's like, man, that's yeah. a... No. One time I was honest. About, uh, so I had an ex and... That should um, be good till you find something else. That's why I was finna go and, with and, this. And that's what I be saying. Like, it, it is. And so you find I told it. him, like, even if... I, I told him, I was like, yeah, even if we break up, I'ma still fuck you because I don't think I could find better than this. Like... And I didn't say I don't think I can find better than this, but I said like even if shit don't work, yeah, like I was like even if shit don't work out, I'ma still keep fucking you. And then I fucked somebody else. You know what? It wasn't half bad. It wasn't half bad. I was like, you know what? I could play around with this for a little while, right? And I did. And I was cool on that ex because one thing about me, when I decide that I'm done fucking you, I be done. Like. I'm super fixed sign energy like that. Like once I say I'm not fucking this person no more, I I be cool and I move on. Like I, it might take me a couple months. I might double back on a motherfucker. I don't know, but I really be cool. So when that happened, and I was like, oh, there is more dick on the other side of the rainbow. Like the grass is greener on the other side type shit because if I wouldn't have been honest with my ex in terms of like so I went from I told him like oh if we don't work out I'm gonna still fuck you and then it came a point where like we had broke up and I remember the shit very clearly like he was trying to have sex with me and I didn't want to have sex with him and uh that was one particular night, but then I think I ended up having sex with him uh, actually after that, like a couple days later or something like that. And then the next day he texted me and he was like, was that just sex? And I'm like, excuse me? 
like, of course that was just sex. We not together. Like, you broke up with me two months ago. Like, you think you're going to fuck me and now we back together? No. So, in that moment, he was being, like, kind of weird and emotional and sending me, like, long paragraphs and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, see, now I'm not going to fuck you anymore at all. And I was honest with him in that. I said, I'm not going to fuck, I'm not going to fuck you no more because ain't nobody got time for this extra shit. You the one that broke up with me. And he, you always bringing up old shit. Nigga, that's the only thing that matters. We not together. So, fast forward, I start fucking, you know, other people. And it's like, no, like, I don't ever think about that particular ex in that way. Like, at all. Like, I don't care how good the sex was in that moment of time for me. It's not that no more. Like, I've had better sex. I know myself now. Because this was all before I actually decided to you know, be intentional with my sex life and my sexual agency and start figuring out what I liked sexually. So this was all before that. So now fast forward, I'm a way more sexual person. My sex drive is different now because I have all these, like I've, I've done the work on myself. That particular person can't get close to me like ever. Uh, And he's tried. Recently, multiple times. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. But there was a point of time where I know I would have cracked. So, yeah. I don't think I have a addiction in the sense of like, you know how like you watch movies and TV shows and stuff like that and they portray like, oh, somebody waking up to strangers and not recalling what they did and stuff like that. Like, no, I don't get into those types of situations. Anything that I'll do intoxicated, I'll do sober. Um, I do be doing some wild stuff sometimes. That's how I be getting into like, you know, girl on girl shit and threesomes. But those happen like sporadically and, you know, maybe what, two three times a year, maybe, depending on the year. Um, I don't know. I feel like this year I want to, like, turn up a little bit. But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, I don't want to force it either. I don't want to force it. But, yeah. Sex drive still had, though, so I don't know. I feel like it's I'm overdue for a threesome just because of how high my sex drive is. <laughs> So if you have a threesome, does that like deplete your sex drive? Like how does that work? Uh no, I think I need an orgy to deplete my sex drive because it's been a couple times where like so the married the so, married couple <laughs> that I had a couple threesomes with, like each time the husband was knocked out first and then the wife was knocked out and then I was like I was like I I uh, got them out the way and then I had to get yourself together. Yeah, get myself together. But I'm a pleaser. I'm a pleaser. I, I, I'm happy that I was able to service you guys in that way. So, yeah. Watching them sleep gets you off. Yeah, pass myself on the back. I did that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I want people to think about their sex drive. Maybe think about, like, how it changes within a week. You might have a super horny week. Or you might have a week where you're just kind of like detached and not really feeling it. Of course, emotions can affect 
uh, both positively or adversely um, your sex drive. But think about it. Like, is there something that you can do to increase your sex drive or increase your desire to want to have sex? Because there are different things you can do. Um, Think about how you view sex as it relates to just you. Like, even with your own solo pleasure masturbation sessions type shit. Like, how do you view sex? How do you view your sex drive? Um, And yeah, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I want y'all to think about that because obviously I'm a little horny motherfucker. But <laughs> it's okay to be horny. Yeah, like I'm horny now. Just, 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 just pick who you horny with. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, um, that's all I got for y'all. Um, as always, make sure y'all leaving a review, please, and thank you. Purple hearts. Yes, purple hearts purple for Jody. Heart Benny. Yes. Provocative Purple. Um, and yeah, we out. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative. And don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-V-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Is my ground too masculine? You put the nigga in missionary and yeah. the <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>